0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everyone, your trade diva Valorian is back. Oh my goodness, things are just so silly out there that there's no way I can keep my mouth shut any longer. We have freight rates out of control, carriers with their record profits. We have ships just parked for miles out in the ocean. And then, now we've got the trucking convoys taking place worldwide. If you're not up on this stuff guys you have to be all right so grab a drink grab your popcorn and let's shut up and go trade. we live in a global economy where one click on a website has a product being delivered to your doorstep the very next day but that always wasn't the case and how does that happen who makes that happen welcome to Shut Up and Go Trade. I'm your host and trade diva, Laurie Ann. This podcast dives into the fascinating world of import and export, but with a little comedic twist. See, back years ago, trade had to deal with AOL dial-up and fax machines, not so much the e-commerce of today. Are you ready to hear stories from trade experts on documentation, logistics, trade finance, and of course, the U.S. regulations? Well, let's shut up and go trade, because here we go. Before we get started, and what we're going to be talking about today, which is the awesomeness of what's going on in supply chain, I need to have this disclaimer that this is for entertainment purposes. And please do not use this in a court of law or help your attorneys get you out of a situation, okay? Some of it is factual, oh, absolutely. But, you know, just let's not do that, okay? Okay, so we're back from the Chinese New Year holiday. Happy Year of the Tiger to everyone. Um, shipping has not eased up at all. A lot of people thought, oh, the two weeks off and nothing coming over would give a little reprieve. Well, it has not. So this week, LA Long Beach. Oh, here we go. 109 vessels are in the queue to be discharged. So Let me sit back and pose this question to all of you that might be routing your freight or in the supply chain industry now. Um, What the heck are you people doing routing your freight continuously to there? This has been going on for months. You do not have to only use the port of LA Long Beach coming from China, okay? We have over 370 plus ports in the United States. Pick another one. Who cares if it's final destination to California, ship it into Texas, and then freaking truck it up. Here's something for you guys to think about. Some current wait times at alternate ports for you to consider. Oakland, seven days. New York, New Jersey, and Houston are at four days. Charleston, South Carolina is six days, and Savannah is three days. So you definitely have better alternatives to LA Long Beach, which is at 30 days right now. And truck are averaging uh, 15 days wait to get in. Your forwarders do not tell you how you route freight. You tell them how to route your freight. You have a contract? You know what those contracts are worth right now? Pretty much like the toilet paper you're using. Well, well, if you're using toilet paper because there aren't any on the shelves apparently. Guys, contracts right now are passe. Unless you're doing thousands of TEUs, nobody's even getting a contract. The way that the rates are out of control on what's happening with space and availability, you're, there's no contracts. Everything is on a spot rate basis. Currently one in ten vessels are arriving on time okay Uh, that's just crazy but these freight rates continue to be nothing but increasing meanwhile these carriers are boasting record tens of billions of dollars in profits Meanwhile, oh, the global liner performance right now is at a 32%, an all-time record low. An F, would you still have a job? Would you still be demanding a salary increase? No, the answer is no. By the way, Happy Valentine's Day, February 14th, began a $4,000 G-R-I, India to the United States. Now, I know everybody needs their goods. So, you know, boycotting, you know, these carriers and stuff is kind of not an option. I think we need to start pushing back that what the heck is going on here? Because that's unacceptable. Speaking of these profits... The carriers did announce that they are sharing some of these profits with their employees. Kudos to that. And rightfully so, because I'm sure their workers have been stretched to the limit and working their tails off during this crisis. They are getting 40 months' salary equivalent in a bonus. There's 12 months in a year. That's over. Three years' worth salary. Good for you guys. Let's keep it going. But again, let's take a step back and say maybe we could reduce down our container rates by, I don't know, a couple grand. Help us little guys out, will you? Air rates. Air rates right now from China coming over stand at about 10 to $16 plus a kilo, depending on which airport you're going into and the routings, etc. That's just crazy. Container rates 14 to 20k again depending, you know, how, you know what what uh what routing you're doing. Oh, and did you hear? Biden had a nice little drum circle with the CEOs of Target and Walmart and Amazon and they discussed how they're going to tackle these issues with the supply chain, right? Their solutions, you know what they came up with? They bought their own ships. They bought their own cargo planes. They did full vessel charters. You know why? They're moving their own freight in, guys. You really think these big guys really give a crap if Joe's mini market gets his stuff? Uh Uh-uh. They're worried about what's on their shelves so that you buy from them. I'm watching people on Facebook post how their local market some of their, they can't get cans of cat food right now or dog food and stuff. Well, guess what? Walmart has it. Target has it. Ah. Go on Amazon. You can order it. And that's what people are saying. Oh, I just ordered it from Amazon. Really? Okay. Something that was brought up to me this week or asked of me, I should say, is the trucking situation. People, there's no shortages. There's plenty of drivers and rigs available. So why is it so hard to move these containers out of the West Coast ports? First, we're gonna shed some light on some of the California regulations that are choking the trucking industry. One area we're gonna get into in a little bit is the convoy situations taking place. Well, California Has these things called smog regulations that are utterly choking the trucking industry. I did some research into these this week and got through about 30 of them before my eyes started to cross. The most interesting one is a five minute idling rule. This regulation went into effect in 2020, right at the start of the pandemic. And it calls for no truck can sit idling after five minutes. Sleeper trucks, nope. Sitting on the highway, nope. No idling after five minutes. Now think about that. You ever driven in California? That's pretty much all you do out there. What are these truckers supposed to do? Here's a solution in moving some of these containers out quicker maybe relax these regulations just a little bit to ease the congestion i don't know maybe allow 2007 trucks forward go in and just move the stuff uh and then there was a little blurb this week the chassis shortages why is that a big deal well people you know i know i've written articles about this and i've briefly touched on it in previous podcasts The chassis are what these containers move on. There are chassis pools that are run by the carriers and steamship lines, Uh, more so over on the East Coast side, they're owned by the carriers and only divvied out per contract basis. So that means nobody can just show up with any old chassis and go in and grab a container. Well, that's also an issue on the West Coast. To also backtrack just a little bit, when North America shut down at the height of the pandemic, South America had not, as well as other parts of the world. Well, containers were already over here, but nothing was returning back. So some of those containers were rerouted out of the regular route coming and going from China to the West Coast to other parts of the world, which means they got taken out of circulation. Well, then the economy started opening up and trade resumed, so containers needed to then be routed again back over to the United States. With the haste of moving these containers out of the yard, they were coming back and these empties are now left sitting on these chassis with nowhere to go. That's because on the export side, that hadn't caught up yet and still hasn't caught up yet. So what that means is that vessels weren't going back to Asia full of product and hence, no containers are returning back to Asia. Blank sailings started as well as vessels carrying nothing but empties back to Asia. And have become very creative in getting around not only the no chassis available you know, from the carriers and truckers having to wait for the returns, etc., And smog regulations. So I was traveling down 95 South. I was like in the North Carolina area. And I saw a Ford 250 truck pulling a flatbed with a 40-foot container on it. He probably owns that container. He's like, I'm going in. The hell with waiting for a truck? I'm going in. Good for him. Good solutions. I like it. These mafia-like chassis pulls need to be disbanded and let's just open it up. Next topic, rail. The rail industry is certainly not without its own constraints as well. They have reduced taking bookings. They've reduced, you know, what lanes they're moving through. And in Fort Worth, the BSNF railway conductors union wanted to go on strike well thank god in fort worth the federal court blocked that measure so we will not be seeing the union workers at the rail systems um, you know impeding any more services as well um la oh my God! not only is the port a mess but have you seen the pictures i know i post pictures of the la Rail hub out there with the theft and the debris all over the place. Holy cow! It looks like a shanty town going on out there. Just a matter of these these rail cars are sitting and people are breaking in and just taking and throwing garbage all over the place. What else do we have? Oh, well, you know, part of these congestion issues. We really need to talk about automation. And I know, oh, the union, please don't show up on my doorstep picketing or something like that. Automation is direly needed here in the United States. We are probably, they ranked ports, major ports, uh, global ports. I I don't even think we're in the top 100 because we're so ass-backwards in how we do things. They have not been 24-7. They're, strictly run by the unions who have forever with their they go on strike if you talk automation they just don't want it you know take a look at the singa port of singapore oh my goodness what they they have it they have it down they use automated um like let's call them container mover type things it's all robotic and the containers move and then the the harbour crane comes down and offloads it and off it goes. There's nothing wrong with that. You still need people to oversee that and, you know, make sure everything's running smoothly. So you're not gonna eliminate all of these people's jobs. You're increasing their productivity, their efficiency, and the way the goods can move faster. You can do twenty-four seven. And I'm talking about in terms of efficiency and speed of offloading containers. The only port in North America to make the top 50 was Canada's Halifax. Now for our final fun topic of this episode and one that you have been waiting for. And it is the trucking convoys. If you do not know what I am talking about, you really need to get your head out of your own behind and pay attention. Our friends and neighbors to the north started this trucking convoy earlier this month that has now exploded globally with all of the government mandates and overreach and the citizens have had enough. The convoy started earlier this month with about 50,000 Canadian truckers and about 20,000 US truckers that were also inside of Canada that the convoy premise came about when mandates came down between the US and Canada that truckers will not be able to cross without showing Proof of vaccination, and they have to wear a mask inside of their own rigs. Do you remember two years ago when truckers were hailed as heroes because they kept working and they were delivering food while all of us sat inside? Oh, kind of like those healthcare workers, too, that were in the front lines. These guys travel by themselves. Why do they need a shot? What is, this, what is that going to do to go to some place, offload goods, and then go back in their truck by themselves? Come on with the shot crap and mandating these people have to have it or they're not allowed into a country, they're not allowed their jobs. That's just ridiculous. Of all the nonsense with the supply chain stuff going on, now you want to throw this in there? Let, let's... We really got to get our heads out of our butts with it. And certainly during this whole supply chain crisis, you don't need to now piss off drivers. Let's, Let's talk reality now. If you really want to take 20 minutes out of your day and become informed on what these convoys really stand for, I highly suggest you go on YouTube, search Russell Brand Trucking Convoys it is spot on forget it's russell brand listen to the material these convoys are not anti-vax these are not racist uh white supremacist violent people etc there is no violence there's no looting nobody's burning things and breaking things they're cleaning up their own garbage, for crying out loud. These truckers and these convoys are standing up for freedom. This government overreach has gone too far with shoving masks and four shots in a year's time frame down everyone's throats. People losing their jobs that had been working those whole flipping time during this whole thing, now fired, losing pensions. It's blackmail, people. You've never heard of that term. You can't tell me if somebody says, get this shot or you lose your job. That's not a form of blackmail. And now with what Trudeau is doing in Canada, he, he's not even willing to talk to the people that elected him. His own provinces are one by one, removing their mandates and going away from Trudeau because they're like, oh, we don't want to associate with your tyrannical BS, freezing bank accounts, arresting people because they're holding jerry cans. Uh, Excuse me, sir, but I don't think you have enough manpower right now to just be arresting five-year-olds on the street, do you? You think you really go to sleep at night thinking you're a Big man doing this and guess what people you're probably sitting here going well where's the US in this yeah well Biden also told Trudeau to start using all of his federal powers to end the blockades US truckers originally March 1st they were joining our own convoy from California to DC it's starting now February 23rd people Mark my words, once that gets going, <laughs> you think you're having a problem finding dog and cat food right now, or maybe some Kansas soup? It's going to get a heck of a lot worse. Inflation will double. and It is going to be game over. The port workers can go on strike, UPS workers can go on strike. Well, guess what? The trucking industry. It's their turn and it will get things done. Okay, I apologize for the political rant, but it is relative here because this is a very serious issue that we have now that is really going to cripple economies if the U.S. convoy goes longer than a week. I'm an unvaxxed person. I have been out in it. I've had nothing but not even a sniffle. My teenage girl who was born as a preemie at 24 weeks she's unvaxed she did get covid because her father and stepmother had covid she was okay she had to quarantine but she was okay this is enough with this this these mandates for a virus people it is not going to go away it's not going to get eradicated like the other Diseases that we do have shop mandates for that had decades of research before. This supply chain stuff is not going to resolve itself acting like this. We do need to take a step back and really sensically look at this situation, figure out what we can do. We've touched on the major topics that are taking place in supply chain, but we haven't even come close to scratching the surface we still have demurrage fees and congestion fees and fee upon a fee because i can fee that only trickles down to the consumers okay we're gonna wrap it up this week i'm happy to have been able to just kind of enlighten some of you on what's going on and taking place in the fabulous world of supply chain I'm sorry I was MIA for a brief time there, but now I'm back and going to keep coming at you with these topics and a lot more, and I'm going to be putting more out on the other um, social media platforms that I have, so stay tuned, and we're just going to go trade this year. All right, thank you so much for tuning in. That's all the time that we have for this week's episode. You want to dive deeper into this topic, see some behind the scenes, and also know all of our various other social media platforms, please go to the YouTube channel, Shut Up and Go Trade. Remember to subscribe, put your comments, questions, anything you want to throw at us. And who knows, maybe we'll even ask you to be on the show sometime. Until then... Everybody take care and shut up and go trade.